And here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. Ryan, how are things? Things are good. You know, I'm back at the, the lake on a more full-time basis. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah, so how many how many days were you in the office? 15. Okay. You did 3 weeks in the office? Yeah. Not bad. Not yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was a solid 3 weeks, but it was it was funny because we walked in and um the day we walked in F- Omicron was 48 hours old. Mhm. And we're like, well, this isn't good. Yeah, it's bad. Like, this, how long is this going to last? I want. I was saying to I was saying to Ryan off the air. I want to like not talk about the virus that much because we're only doing one show this week. But like, it's also very hard to not let it. It's it's creep in somehow. Yeah, I will say though, has has getting COVID has certainly become far more normalized in the past couple of weeks. I think. Oh, because so many people have it, and luckily, I think. And again, this is largely anecdotal. But it seems to be very mild if you're getting Omicron and you've been vaccinated, which is good or relatively mild. Yes. Compared to where we were, you know, a year, year and a half ago. I do still feel like Christmas was supposed to be like Christmas is back this year. And I didn't feel like it was. (laughs) No, it it was not at all. And I don't mean like the Fox News, like, why can't I wish people a Merry Christmas? My my Starbucks cop says happy holidays. Yeah, I just mean like why it didn't feel like my family. We all tested to gather together and that still felt weird. And then somebody who was going to come, you know, tested positive. And so they we couldn't get the whole group together. It just sort of sucked. And didn't well, feel like Christmas to me. No, and I, I listen. I I wonder if it ever will again. At least with my family, I know that my family always got together on Christmas. The extended family, you know, like it wasn't on my on my dad's side. It wouldn't be unusual to have. Um, and listen, I'm not there, so maybe maybe it's just different for me. But I feel like everybody everybody came from out of town, no matter what. And between Trump and the 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 pandemic, that's over. Meaning, like, so politically, your family can no longer hang out. Politically, there's yeah sides of my family that don't want to hang out, and um, uh, yeah, and the virus just preventing people from traveling. So you don't think the family will ever get together again? Not in the way it used to. See, because I think if anything, COVID made us reevaluate how we did a lot of stuff, and there was just an easy out to be like, ah, I don't want to, you know, what I mean, like COVID, got to be careful, and maybe it's just people just don't didn't want to do the things they were doing like we were doing so much so many things out of habit as a society right so what agreed everything we do is just out of habit we have we don't we don't look critically at what we do at all but yeah go ahead so i just felt this year though i we did get like a kind of a surprise snowstorm in rhode island and by surprise snowstorm i mean they may have reported it. I just don't watch the news. So I was like, holy shit, it's snowing on Christmas, which was nice. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't a storm. You got an inch. Yeah, we got like three, four inches of snow. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, what is a storm? Does it does it need to have a certain lo- amount of snow for it to be considered a storm? I mean, like, I guess where I grew up, three, four inches is sort of like a, a, a good start. Okay. And yeah. you went to Syracuse, so you understand. Like, three, four, like, if you get four inches of snow in Syracuse, you don't even blink. That's true. I I just I I I I guess I it's well it was more than a dusting. Let's put it that okay. way. Far more four than inches, a dusting. Four inches is where you have to like like look at the the temperature in the morning and decide whether or not you want to shovel. Exactly. Exactly. And so so that that made it feel a little like Christmassy. But I don't know if it's because I had COVID leading up to Christmas or you know due to variants and everything you couldn't. You know, it wasn't a good idea to to go places and do stuff. I just never felt Christmassy this year, and that bummed me out. Yeah, it was it was just a you know like like I said, it, it used to be a huge lots of family, and now it's just a small gathering, and uh, it's I, I think it's that way forever. I what about it's... what about New Year's Eve? What are you doing for New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve, literally no plans. Okay. Yeah, I I, I mean like I'll probably just stay in, but and watch. Uh, Watch television or something. You watch. What's your New Year's Eve program of choice? I've never, dude. I have no idea. 
I haven't been in like somebody's house to watch a program on program. On a program on New Year's Eve in a really long time. I, I'm always at a party or at a bar or, or somewhere like that. I haven't sat in and watched. What did you do last year? What did I do last year? You can go out. I think I might have just sat in with Lauren last year. Yeah, I didn't go out. See, I've I've been coming around to, I mean, I'm going to look at this Miley Cyrus, Pete Davidson thing, but it's important to me when I watch a New Year's Eve show, if I'm going to have one on, that it be live. Oh, dude, I can tell you, New Year's last year, I was here at the lake, and uh, we lit up sprinklers at midnight. Sparklers, do you mean? Sparklers, yes, sparklers. Because it would be weird if on December 31st you (laughs) turned your sprinklers on. Sprinklers on sparklers, yes. It was just, there was just the two, I feel like we must have talked about this at the time, but it was just you and your girlfriend? Yeah. So just two 40-something adults lighting sparklers. That did that did that sound good in theory, and then immediately feel stupid? Yes. <laughs> like, just, like, hey, I got sparklers. Let's go do it. And then it's like, well, this is somewhat underwhelming. Yes, exactly. Did you just? <laughs> oh wow! Look at you have a sparkler. I have a sparkler. What a year we've gotten through the pandemic. Let's write our names in the uh, smoke in the smoke, and we'll do that. And then, uh, oh shit, these things are still going. Um, hmm. Wish we had a couple five-year-olds here to hand them to. <laughs> I guess you and I will go back yep. inside. We'll just finish them. I'm trying to find. There might be a picture of it. I'm trying to see if I can just, find it. Just, I don't need it. No one needs it. It's just sad. It's just sad, actually. That was, that's what everyone's New Year's was last year. And I thought this year was going to be better, but it seems like things are going to be reduced yet again. Uh, I, but I have to watch a live New Year's Eve show like Anderson Cooper and Ander- and Andy Cohen. I'll watch that. I like how those two kind of get drunk on air. I think that's yeah. a fun environment. Yeah. Anderson Cooper. Like the whole thing is, oh, Anderson drinks and then gets a little loose. And that's what we love. <laughs> like it's, I, I love I just the, sent you a photo. I love the implication that Andy Cohen's the bad influence for Anderson Cooper. Did, do people know that? That all the performances um, on whatever show it is are like taped in in Thanksgiving time. That's what I said. Like that's why I'm like I don't ever want to. I like them to be li- like unless they are performing in Times Square. More times than not, that shit is recorded. But even even no even you've got to see the crowd because they'll what they'll do they're slick about it is they'll record a performance in November and they'll show them up on that stage in Times Square and then they'll do live shots. Of the actual midnight crowd. Yeah, but... So it's really, like, you've got to be... I think I don't think most people realize how many of the performances are pre-taped. Wait, so you're telling me that in... Even the people in Times Square... Like, the performances in Times Square are taped in November. No, some of them. I like the ones that the ones that you see, I've seen, I've seen them do this and I've known, like, I, just because... Because I know that a band will come in and sit on the mashup with us, and and, and they'll be like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're going to go film New Year's Eve next. And then you see it, and it's like, wow, they really pulled it off and made it look like they were live. Wow. I didn't know and that it those is how they, and like, and like you can you can tell if you pay attention because someone, like, they'll show the, the band and the crowd at the same time. I always think it's interesting. Yeah, you're Does right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always think it's interesting, like, who gets the New Year's Eve gigs these days because they're celebrities, but they're, like, not quite top tier. Like, your A-list celebs don't really want to be there on New Year's Eve. They'll be like, we have Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> and they'll just be like, okay, so she's involved. And then Ryan Seacrest has to do it right, mainly because he took the mantle from Dick Clark. But right. this must be the, the most, he must be like, fuck. Like, when I was not that famous, this was fine. You know? Like, this yes. was a good gig for me. Good, yeah. But, like, Dick Clark, it's literally all he <sighs> did. He had to work one day a year. Ryan's doing a bunch of shit, and now he's got to work oh, on holidays. No, no, no. Dick Clark worked one day a year after, in like, in his 70s. But, dude, Dick Clark was busy right up until, um, well, until he started getting old and retiring. That's what I'm saying, though. But, but like, Ryan, like, why does he want to do this on New Year's Because Eve? it's, 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 it's legacy. Also, all the other, I know that the East like, Coast. Like, do you get it that, 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 like, it's, 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 it's a legacy job. I know, but 
do you think kids are going to be like, this is Ryan Seacrest rocking New Year's Eve? Yes. Oh, God. I absolutely do. I mean, like, you get it that, like, this is the thing is, like, you've got to look back and, and, and you know, like, when I or when you were a kid, right? Yes. It would have. It would have been, I'm trying to think of the right, you know, like Uncle Milty's New Year party. Who the shit is Uncle Milty? Milton Berle, right? But uh, that's your parents' generation. So that might have been something, I just made Dick that Clark show up. Dick Clark is my parents' generation. That's what I'm saying. But Dick Clark stuck around till you, too. Yeah, I know. You, you, you just, you got the tail end of it. But for anyone after you, they don't know who Dick Clark is. Yeah, they have no idea who Dick Clark it's is. Good point. It's a good point. Uh, they just know Ryan, and that's who they grew up with. Like, like think of think of yeah, Ryan's like, been around for, for a minute at this point. Yeah, Simone was so so. Simone's gonna join Ryan about twenty years before you join Dick Clark. Yeah, yeah. So that's who she's gonna think of. So here's my question: There, well, well, not my question, but it's more like, do you ever? I I know that we're the East Coast is like the first place in America where it becomes midnight. But those shows must suck so hard on the West Coast. Do you ever turn one of those on at like 3 a.m. where they're like, you're still up partying here. And they're like, all right, now we're getting ready for the West Coast. And it's just like, it's who's performing? Oh, it's Selena Gomez's cousin at this point. Like, it's just. <laughs> no, you can totally tell when they're like, they're like anything in New York is because they still want the main host. They still want Ryan. And he like went home th- Two hours ago. Yeah. And and he's like, all right, back to you guys on the West Coast. You're like wrapping it up here. Back to you guys on the West Coast. And and it's so clearly taped. It's so like it. You're right. Meanwhile, see, have you you've never gone to the ball drop, right? Never gone to the ball drop. Uh, my most miserable New Year's Eve. The worst New Year's Eve I ever had, though, was in Los Angeles. Why? What happened? Um, I was a tourist, so I didn't know where to go. Okay. Um, and we ended up like just sort of like in a tourist area where um, the bars sucked. Okay. And um, there, you know, like in LA, it's there's not you can't bar hop. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're in one place. You're pretty stuck. And so then we left at like twelve thirty or one, figuring like this sucks. Let's just go back and drink at the room. And couldn't. And we were there until four in the morning trying to catch a cab or a car. <laughs> oh no. It was literally like, dude, it was fucking Squid Games whenever, like, uh, someone would get out of a taxi because they lived right there. And you'd see, like, people from, from like, blocks. It would be sprinting. People in tuxedos and fucking evening gowns running for a car. And it was whoever got there first and fistfights for it. And ridiculous. Oh, my God. I, I, I've never heard of anyone that had a good time that went to that uh, New Year's Eve ball drop, like, in Times Square. Well, I always tell people, you know, because I've lived in New York long enough, and I just know about the crowd, but anyone who, like, it's like, oh, man, I'd love to come to New York and go to the ball drop. I'm like, you love wearing diapers? Exactly. And they're like, what? I'm like, there's a million people in Times Square. There's not bathrooms there on a normal day. Yeah, it's like nightmare. You, you have to get there at 10 a.m. and put on diapers and be prepared to piss in them until 2 a.m. I always sort of assumed that I would know someone that could bring me up close or something. And then I just said, you know, that seems like it's a lot of work. Who fucking sober. cares? Sorry, sober. I forgot to put that in there. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't publicly drink. Right. Dude, and, and, and the minute that ball drops, everyone just gets the fuck out of there. It's like you look <laughs> at this thing in the sky, and then it's just over. Yeah. Do yep. you have any resolutions this year? I want to stay busier this year. Okay. I do. I'm normally very much against resolutions, right. and and I kind of like already started this. I feel like about a month ago, I sort of like got this in my head, like, and I didn't make it a New Year's resolution. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If people ask me if I have a New Year's resolution, that's what I'm going to say. So, what are you doing? You've got it in your head that you want to be busier, but have you actually started being busier at all? Uh, yes, I actually have been. I've been. I've been finding more tasks and things for me to do and little projects. So what are you like driving Uber or something? Like what are you <laughs> Dude, you know, I've really thought about that. Like I thought like dude, you should just go get a second job that can like is a part-time job with thing. With, no, but that can teach you how to do something else. Because you know that one day like I'd love to own my own business, right? Like mm-hmm. this is where I should be 
going and taking a dishwashing job at a restaurant just so I can watch how a kitchen works or like a bartending job so I can like if I ever want to do that one day. There's a story that James Gandolfini was going to be on The Office and HBO paid him something like five million dollars to not do The Office because it would be damaging to the Sopranos brand. And I feel like that's what the morning mashup should do. If SiriusXM found out that, oh, one of your marquee top 40 morning talents is washing dishes. And I don't mean any respect to (laughs) any disrespect to a dishwasher. It's just a weird look for somebody to get in your Uber as you're listening to Spider Harrison's like, let's go to the weekly downloads with Ryan Sampson. And then they're in the backyard and they're like, holy shit. That guy's voice sounds really... Sa- oh, my God. Is Ryan from the morning mashup driving my Uber? <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying? No, like, this would be... this. I'm working from home, so I have... E- I do a morning show, so I have evenings free. If yeah. I wanted if I wanted to, to pick up a couple bartending shifts a week to learn, like... Because, dude, I've never worked in a restaurant. And I one day, like, I just like every other dude on the planet, have the dream of owning a bar one day. Okay. So if I ever want to do that. I don't have that dream. I know. I said every other. It's true. I thought you meant every other, like everyone has it. Every dude has it. But it's yeah, no, funny. No. <laughs> but, but, but like this would be the time to, to go pick up a, a bartending shift and just watch. Like not for the, I, the money would be nice, but just to, to learn. So your resolution is to get a part-time job. Uh, in, the, in the course of staying busy, uh, yes. Oh, this is going to be great. But dude, also too, like I've thought about uh, like there's there's in in I've thought about volunteering. Ra- like as it's rather more than a noble job. than your part-time bartending gig that you want to get for extra income even though you're a nationally recognized radio host, but all right, continue. And and uh I I think we've thought about it before. Like I've been and, and unfortunately like there's some there's a lot of lot into this if you know what's going on, but I've thought about taking starting to take improv classes. And performing. Oh boy, uh, I don't know if those are are those running those days or are those. Are That's those... the problem. Is so so the big one here in New York uh, got coveted. Okay, so here, here's the thing. I'm gonna vote no on you taking improv classes. Why? Oh, because because that'll mean that I'll have to go to fucking improv shows, and no, I don't, don't want to do. Do you, that. do you think you're gonna? Do I, you really? Yeah, because you'll be like, guys, it's my improv graduation. My troupe that. is performing. I don't do that. Do you guys want to come down under the Gristides and see me? And I'll just be like, no. No, it closed. I know, but somewhere, it'll be some shit like that. It'll be like, do you want to come see us? We're called the Fuzzy Bananas. Okay, (laughs) you guys, does anyone have, I'll just be like, pandemic. Do pandemic comedy. You're all wearing masks. Just come, come see. It's my graduation show. I'll be like, Ryan, that was so good. So so wait if if I wanted because how many people right in our profession have taken the next step and done stand up? Almost no one. What radio hosts? Yes. Who? I know. I know. I mean, like, I'm not going to go. Our our friend Rich has. Oh, that doesn't count. I'm yeah, I think that. he tried. I'm not counting. The, like he did. Yeah, but he gave it a try. He did ninety percent of his performances. I, I in in that case I also tried. He did not. Nah, it was a little bit different. You did you you prepared for the performance for the dude bro convention, but there when when but there was like he did like give. He, I think I maybe maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Like I'm giving him a compliment here. I think he gave stand up comedy a real like a a good try. I thought he did like three shows. In he, addition he, I, to the dude bro shows, there was a, I think there was a few more than that, but I think it was he 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 took them seriously. Yes, I just I just want to be clear that anyone who's listening to this that's maybe an actual stand up comedian, the idea that he did it less than ten times and was like, you uh, fucking fair. gave it a shot. Fair. I was like, I, listen, fair, fair. No, but I think listen, I, I, I why don't you become a stand up? That I would watch that shit. See, because that's the thing is, I don't think I can do stand up. What's like you deal? say, you say, you say, yeah, you say I would watch that shit because you know I would be absolutely fucking horrible at prepared, like I can't at prepared comedy. Yeah, like I'm not going to be able to write something and then go up there and regurgitate it 
the same way every time. Oh my god, but wouldn't or close to the same way or I, be able like that's just I can't do that. I would pay a thousand dollars to watch you stand up. <laughs> I mean like dude, I've definitely thought about it. I've I take down notes and I'm like if I ever was like asked to do like a friend of ours was asked to do like a a, a stand up for a charity a couple years ago. And like I'm like if I ever if something like that ever hit me, would I what would I do? And I I've kept notes. I would be in a lot of trouble. They'd be like, hey, Mark, that was a lot of uh, dark humor for this children's (laughs) cancer benefit. (laughs) Jesus, why did we ask you to do stand-up for charity? (laughs) But, but like, when I think about it, I'd be way, way better at improv. Okay. At least I think I'd have a better chance of being less embarrassing at improv. Why don't you... (laughs) And so I want to try it. I think it'd be fun if you were like a delivery driver. Why don't you do a job that helps with content for the show? Improv, I don't think that's going to do it. I Dude, think, I've wondered. I've, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I think being a bartender, I think being a delivery driver, the gig economy, man. The gig economy. No, and I've wondered, like, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've, like, all these things. I'm like, why don't I go do something else just for to learn something else? Okay, so your New Year's resolution seems to be that you're thinking about getting another job, and I think there's a low likelihood you follow through on this. Uh, I think there's a high likelihood I will find a useful hobby. I'm sure I won't be driving Uber, but I think there's a high likelihood that I'll find something, like I'll I'll latch on to something where I start spending uh, a little more effort. But you already have so many weird hobbies. You have the camera that just watches that one bird feeder you have. <laughs> you pickled vegetables that you grew in your garden. You play a lot of Fortnite. Like, like you have hobbies. Yeah. What are you going to add to that? That's that's that, that's you, what like, you don't even know. Like, about. are you going to get into woodworking? I remember I tried that at the beginning of the pandemic. Remember the table I'm yeah. sitting at right here. I made this table. I made the I made some chairs that I've already torn apart that were what sat on my porch because they sucked. Okay. Um, I'd say that I gave woodworking the same try that Rich gave to stand up. Okay, so woodworking's not going to be the thing you do. What about whittling? I, re- I understand that's still. Oh. What is the point of whittling? Is that just like some Boy Scout bullshit? I think it's to keep um, uh, suture doctors employed. Yeah, like what exactly? <laughs> like, like I remember my friends that were in Boy Scouts used to be like, "Oh, we're, we're I have a pocket knife and I'm whittling." And I was like, "Why? Is that just because boys <laughs> want to play with knives? Like, what are you fucking whittling?" Yeah, no, it, it probably won't be whittling. All right, any other ideas? Um, it, it's, no, that's pretty much it. Oh, well, like I've also wondered, like you know, I like to write, so I'm trying to spend more time doing that. How's it going? Uh, actually, pretty well. I found a I found a few new things that have I think are gonna help me get over some of the humps I've I've faced. I wrote a children's book while I was in quarantine. Did you wait? I wrote a children's book. Did you too? Because we should read each other's children's books. Okay, like I'm gonna get mine published. This is what part of my I'm announcing this right now. My 2022 goal is that I'm gonna somehow sell this children's book to a publisher. That's how much I believe in this children's book. I believe in you. I uh, now I've Wait, read a lot of about? what? What's the book about? It's it's about a, a it's about a crab looking for a new oh. shell. Oh yeah, I'd okay. had the idea for a while, and so when I got COVID, I was like, I'm gonna finally write it. Like I literally for a year and a half, I have a I do this thing where if I have something that I need to do, I email myself with it in the subject line and then I flagged that email in my email box and that just fucking sat there for a year so finally I said I'm gonna write this book because I, I I was in my bedroom for 10 days due to having COVID and this is before they relaxed the the quarantine rules which we'll get to in a little bit but I basically said if I could if I don't leave this room having written a goddamn children's book which is not a novel I will have wasted this time completely okay and so on the last night, of course, I did it. I waited most of the time, almost forgot to do it, and then did it. It needs some slight editing still, but I feel good about it. So if anyone out there listening has anything to do with ch- children's literature, I am dead serious. Reach no, dude, out to me. So am I. But the thing is, I, I'm glad you reminded me of this because I wanted to and I sort of forgot about it. Because I, dude, I have a, how, how long is yours? I don't know. It's under a thousand words. I want hold on. I gotta put this in a word count. Let me see how many words this is. Um, 
I just need somebody to illustrate it. No, you don't do that before you sell it. Oh, really? Correct. You sell it, and then they get somebody to illustrate. Correct. And then the illustrator makes more money than you, which makes sense, to be quite honest. I guess so. But I want to make more money. Yeah, I know. Money's great. You you can only illustrate it if you're like a good illustrator on your own. Otherwise, you need to sell it to an agent first and then go from there. Got it. Anyway... That's uh, that's one of my resolutions. Is I'm going to try and get this children's book sound, sold, which I'm glad you mentioned writing because I, much like I had completely forgotten that I did it until yeah, like, right dude, now. Dude, that's the thing is I forgot that I did it too, and I think it's really good. Like, dude, I've I've I I I had a kindergarten teacher read it, and and uh, they liked it. They uh, this is going to lead to a very weird conversation off air where you and I read children's books to one another. It's uh, mine is six hundred and eighty-eight words. Okay. Okay. Hold, hold on. Wait. How many? Let's let's Google this. How many? How many words should a children's? Book? I can tell you. It depends on the age. Again, I've done more research on this than you. I probably did the research and forgot. All and it's about it. under if 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 it's like zero to six years old, it's under a thousand words. After that, yep. and it goes from there. Yep. All right. So mine's about mine's mine's about me. Okay. Mine's autobiographical. You were an autobiographical children's book. This will uh, definitely be in the gift shop of the Ryan Sampson Museum, which, by the way, <laughs> if, you, if you're on the SiriusXM app, uh, obviously all of our shows since we became a podcast are um, up on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. But if you want to go to the SiriusXM app, our like, pretty much complete library of the past couple years is there. And we were off air. We were looking through what we talked about in 2021. And uh, the Ryan Sampson Museum was a topic that stood out to me as making me laugh. <laughs> So, so I'll just tell you really quick. Mine's autobiographical, and it's about the day um, I was on the radio, and I helped a little girl named Jenny find her dog Sugar. That's nice. That's nice. Did that really happen? No. So it's okay. So it's about it's a fictional. Day. It's fictional autobiographical. <laughs> it's autobiographic. It's fiction. autobiographical in the sense that you are on the radio, right? And I'm sure that there was a girl that had a dog named Jenny and or Jenny and Sugar and yeah. You had nothing to do with them though. What are you talking about? I helped. I helped. I I, I helped. I facilitated the rescue. No, you didn't. You hypothetically did. Oh yeah, I hypothetically did. It's, yeah. it's not a real book that happened. You you said it's about What's the day that? I was on there. I thought like it happened. I was see that was a pretty good sell then. I sold it good, didn't I? I guess. Sure. See, publishers, I'll be able to sell that. Yeah, well, my book about the crab is good, I think. I'll read it to Ryan after this. Needs a couple more edits. But right, we're getting I'll read there. you mine. We'll we'll read each other children's books. All right. What kinder can can I can your kindergarten teacher also read my book? I like I like I, I don't really talk to her anymore. Oh, things end poorly with you and the kindergarten teacher? No, nah, we just lost touch. Maybe you could write another autograph autobiographical book about that. <laughs> uh so that was that's one of mine. Oh, by the way, by the way, I feel like our odds of either one of us getting a book published are low because every parent I know that has even the slightest bit of creativity is like, I'm going to write a children's book, and they do because every children's book is so fucking bad. Like you start reading children's books that are like famous classic children's book, and and it leaves me like I just want to be like, oh, you just were born first, and therefore got to write this first. Like but, that's but like, but. Yeah, but also at the same point, not all those parents have radio shows that they can tell everyone with young children to go buy their book. That's another thing I was thinking about. Yeah. All right. I mean, so so I listen. Well, I I think my book's really good. All right. I I'm I'm not joking either. Like, dude, I think I wrote a solid children's book. When's the last time you read a children's book, though? Um. Does it I, measure I, up against? Other yes, children's books? I think it's I think it's better. No, but what I'm saying is, have you read one recently? Because I've read a lot of them recently due to having a child. <laughs> um, I guess it's within the last year I have. Yeah. Okay. My nieces have them laying around. Have you read the book to your nieces? I've not read the book to my nieces because I haven't seen. I forgot that. Um, I forgot that I had done it when I saw them. Like I said, just like you, I, I wrote it, and then I'm like, oh, shit, I did this. Okay, so this feels like this could be part of your do more stuff Yeah, initiative. get my children's book published in 2020. kind of feel like you just took my thing, though, because I said I'm going to get mine published in 2021. Well, I wrote this. I, I wrote this in April of 2019, so. 
I think I was way ahead of you on the All right, so you just need to add people wearing masks to it, and you're up to date. (laughs) Just be like, Penny. Like, maybe she just didn't recognize Sugar from across the street because Sugar was wearing a N95 surgical mask. You know? like there's a plot there's different characters there's 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 sirens there's 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 drama all right i'll read you mine after i desperately want to read it now but i won't because i need to keep the ip alive because this is going to be a lucrative franchise for me uh another thing i think last year i said i wanted to be able to do 100 push-ups for a resolution no, is that over the course of the year? So you do one every three days? No, or? no. It was like I wanted to be able to do them all at once. I uh, I ended up hurting myself and then never did it. So that's bad. I Oops. think this year I want to try and like be able to run for a half hour. I'm not a good runner. Okay. I bought a I, treadmill I, recently. Oh, uh, you, you got the Peloton treadmill. Yeah. Then. And I, yeah, so far I love it because when somebody's like coaching you to run, it's so much easier to do it, at least for me. See, I, I went to a, a gym last week, and, and it just it, I found the exact same thing that I, I just wished. And I rode a bike for, for five miles, or, you know, for what I did, five miles in 17 minutes or something like that. It wasn't incredibly fast. But it, it's like, fuck, I wish I was outside. Five? You only worked out for 17 minutes? No, that's just the one thing that I took uh, note of. What else did you do? Well, okay, yeah, that's probably all I did. Dude, that's not enough. It, they'd be it like, was, it's all I had time for at that moment. I'm just saying that I, I like. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, okay. I think, I still think you should try the Peloton bike with the classes. Because here's the thing. You can try it for 30 days, I think, and return it. I sound like I'm doing an ad. I'm not. But I think you can, like, get it and then return it. Yeah, I have nowhere to put a Peloton That is bike. true. Well, Literally what about in nowhere. your garage? I mean, I, yeah, I, it's there's it's it, there's no um, electricity. No, there's electricity, but, but there's no climate control. So it'll just be you're gonna sweat anyway, and you're the one that said you wanted to be outside. So yeah, I guess no, but I want to be moving. I want scenery. You, I, I don't know, man. I know, I know. I'm just different that way. I don't want to get into that argument. Just I, I missed it. That's I don't. Even, I don't have it in me. So basically, our resolutions are that we're both gonna get children's book published. Yes. That, that's really on brand with the faction talk uh, environment. Like I See, I won't get my book published because they'll be like, this is a great book. We're going to listen to that radio show. And they'll be like, wow, he says fuck a lot. Yeah. Ooh. That's not good. But luckily I have I – have, you're right about faction, but hits one might. Yes, that could help. That could help. Why don't we just make our own children's book imprint and then sell both books on Hits? I, I think we should publish them. I, if you're a good illustrator. I'm not. Uh, we have the no, same problem. No, not you. I'm talking to anybody out there. They okay. can at TIH show. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't want to go that route. I just want a, a, a literary agent to speak with. I'm actually going to reach out to some people. I'm going to see what's up. Do you know any literary agents? I don't know any literary agents, but I need to find one because I have other things I've written. Like, it's not just a children's book, but I assume that a literary agent that works on a children's book isn't going to work on adult things. That's true. They're probably specialized, much like you're a top 40 host for the most part. You don't don't also host, you know, the metal morning on Octane. No, I do. I do the, uh, the, the, the shock jock weekends. On faction. That's not shock jocks. No one's a shock jock anymore. Uh, what else is going on in the world? So, hey, quarantine used to be 10 days. Now it's five. That's good. Yeah, but did you I see think? why? No. From what I saw, it was the CEO of Delta said that they were having workforce issues. So they were like, oh, okay, we'll just shorten it. Oh, so it's like how the NFL is like, oh, we have to cancel our game, so let's just not test anybody. Exactly. It's madness. Okay. Yeah. Now, look, I, the, the, uh, Omicron has been you know, relatively mild for a lot of people, so that's good. And, and I think there's a lot to be said that you know, there's, there's, the NFL at least has data, apparently, that asymptomatic people aren't, aren't spreading it. But it's crazy to me that they were just like, yeah, this, this – oh, if you look deeper, this has nothing to do with health. It's just – we need it, more workers again. Yeah, yeah. I, I COVID. Uh, listen, the thing is, and let's hope that that you, we said we weren't going to talk about the virus, but the deaths and hospitalizations. They always say like that they're still like about three weeks out from the surge. So let's hope that they're less. Like everyone's hoping they're going to be. Have you watched anything good over quarantine? 
Um, have I? I started watching. Let's see. I started Succession finally. Oh, really? Yeah. Do I was you, a little slow. Do you think I'm like Roman? I I can see why people say it. Although, um, I can see why people say it. Although I I wouldn't like the comparison if I were you. Well, I'm not wild about it, but it is yeah. what it is. Because he's pretty incompetent. Yeah. I mean, it seems like everyone on the show is, to be quite honest. It's one of those, pretty much any drama, and I've said this, but any any prestige drama that anyone likes has to be about terrible people. There's never a, here's a good person drama. Comedy shows, everyone is ultimately nice, I think, more times than not, with the exception of maybe it's always sunny in Philadelphia. But, But if you think about drama, everyone's terrible. The Sopranos. Breaking Bad, Succession, Game of Thrones. Like, everyone's Yeah, no, 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 everyone's not terrible. That's the thing. Everyone's not terrible. Pretty much everyone's terrible. Uh, and Meadow wasn't terrible. All right. What the odds are that most. Com- uh, yeah. No, but there were, the, but the, the, the conflict was, was Tony and his wife, who he had a good wife and he was a shithead. But what I'm saying is no and that one was is... the, that was the, the but that was one of the main conflicts of the show is him hiding everything from her. Well, in succession, everyone's terrible. I don't yeah, understand I mean... how these things are popular. It's like you also the real housewives. Everyone's terrible. Everyone's terrible. Everybody. Is that a comedy or a drama? I guess it's I mean, it's reality, but I would say it's closer to a drama. Some would say it's a comedy. It depends, yeah. I guess, on what you want to get out of it. Uh, I've been watching. Um, Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady documentary. Okay. It's is awesome. It, yeah. Now, the thing is, it's also, you know, part produced by Tom Brady. Now, that said, it, it I, is, I don't know yes. how you watch this and don't love Tom Brady. Because even people who hate Tom Brady, like, you got to watch this and be like, why, why do you hate him? It, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But it, there's there's like a certain brand of there's a couple different kinds of documentaries, right? Like there's the old school documentary, the way of we all think of it. It's boring. It's introspective. It's and then there's the new PR documentary where like literally Tom Brady hired a PR firm to make him look good in documentary form. It's a commercial. Uh, actually, I believe I, Tom Brady has a company. Yeah, <laughs> that, that. yeah, he doesn't have to hire one. He's got it. But, but, but like I, I can't, dude. I can't. I, they're not documentaries. I can't watch them. Uh, I mean, like the Last Dance was sort of that, but it, you still get to see insight into things that you haven't seen. I thought the Last Dance was a little bit more of a, a, a real documentary than a than a make Michael Jordan look great. No, that shit was literally produced by Michael Jordan. Was it? Yeah, they couldn't even I, release I the that. footage without Michael Jordan's sign off. There was nothing that was going to come no. through that that was going to make Michael Jordan look bad. Well, that makes me that makes that 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 makes me like it less. And and I would imagine to some degree, Man in the Arena is the same thing. Now, granted, I think Tom Brady, and maybe maybe I'm totally wrong here, but he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that has skeletons in his closet the same way maybe a Michael Jordan would. Right. Uh, but. It's just incredible to watch all, like, as somebody who was a New England Patriots fan, and I think people would like it even if you're not, but these the, these Super Bowls, each episode is a Super Bowl that he went to. That's what it is. Oh. It's like the season okay. they went to the Super Bowl. So there's right. going to be 10 of them <clears throat> okay. as of now. But I was actually most interested in episode four because that was going to be the first Super Bowl that they lost. Right. I was curious to see how that was tackled, and it was pretty good. I still can't believe the Patriots don't have an undefeated season. I'm very bothered by that. I wasn't on the team one way or another, but it would be nice if they had. <laughs> I mean, undefeated's a pretty high bar. They almost did. Yeah, almost. It's still a pretty high bar. <sighs> I, I want I want every documentary to be Wiener. Oh, I mean, well, that, mo- that movie was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, like, if you've never seen it, Anthony Weiner, when he, the second time his political career fell apart, was filming a documentary that was supposed to make him look good, only he never told the cameras to leave. So they caught the entire downward spiral, and it's fascinating. Like, it's so, like, holy shit. And at one point, isn't he literally like, I don't know why I'm doing this? Yeah. My ex-girlfriend's uncle is in it. It's crazy. But it, 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 dude, it's, it's, um, 
I want every, I want like, I want that kind of honesty in every documentary. Like I can't, I can't, the, the, the curated, here's what I want everyone to think about me. I, that's, that's a PR commercial. That's propaganda. I don't disagree, but I mean, nothing's really that pure anymore. Do you think like, like when's the last time like Tiger King maybe? Yeah. Is that, would you consider that to be a real documentary? Like, I don't even know. I just personally think that that probably was only because I consider all those people to be too stupid to realize anything else. Well, it's coming from the, the, the only reason why that's a little, I, if I, if I had to think about it, it probably makes, but it doesn't, they're probably trying to make Carol look better, right? She's the one who got all the tigers in the end and won, but I don't know. It's it seems like that's from a little more of an overview, and they really didn't have a, a stake in a race. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, I mean, did it make Carol look better? I watched Tiger King, and I was like, oh, I wonder if this lady killed her husband. Was that the whole thing? I refused well, to watch the, Tiger, King, Tiger King, King two. I refused oh, to watch Tiger King two. And you probably Tiger King three is probably out for you. That did, they there's fucking it. Tiger King three. No, there's Tiger King the Doc Antle story. So they sort of did like a Star Wars thing where it's like Solo, a Han oh, Solo Jesus story. Christ. Somebody should sit everyone down and be like, I cared about these people when I couldn't fucking go outside. I cared about them when I thought leaving my apartment would spread germs into my body that would literally kill me. And there was nothing else on TV. There were no sports. There was only fear. And that's why I watched The Redneck Tiger show. I have but, no interest in watching this ever again. I, I love that they only got one interview with Joe, and you only you he looks like Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> he does, but they can't yeah. get over the. No, they yeah he like he he's filmed like your grandfather on Facetime, and you don't see his mouth; you just see his nose and his eyes and his head bob- bobbing up and down. Just 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 Google image Tiger King two Joe Exotic, oh, and you'll God. see it's. But they only got one interview with him, it seems like, and it was, like, shot poorly. I remember when I was like, holy shit, we should give Joe Exotic a radio show. I remember that. And it leaked? Yeah, it leaked to the New York York Post because I had to call his husband at the time, Dylan, Dylan Passage. Are they still together? No, no, Joe, Dylan's like living a Hollywood life and Joe is, Joe is not happy with Dylan. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe he didn't want to stay with his old weirdo who's in jail. <laughs> it's shocking <laughs> that that didn't work out. Um, but I remember I had to call him because he had to call Joe to find out if we could do the show. And like, he fucking talked to somebody about it, which caused the New York Post to call like the attorney or what, like the jail war- whoever. Be yeah. Like, yeah, he's not. We're not going to be able to do that. That's not allowed. And then the reason, the only reason I found out it wasn't going to happen was because I was reading page six, and it was like, oh, so the, Joe Exotic has an offer for a radio show, but they say he's not going to be allowed to do it. And I was like, well, I'm going to stop doing this now. I just I gave up at that point because at that point it was already like a month and a half after Tiger King had gone down. And I was like, we already don't care about this. We're all trying not to die. This, this is where we are way past Tiger King. We're into banana breads all the time now. <laughs> yeah, but also I think I tried to tell you like, like I didn't think that he'd be able to get around. Maybe, maybe that you'd like some if if there was Son of Sam was. Yeah, well, he could have done it for free, and I bet he would have. Well, that's a good point. So anyway, that's uh, I got. Well, I don't know how we got there. But I'm uh, that's not either. oh uh, documentaries that's not on my watch list Tiger King two but Man in the Arena was fantastic is fantastic and I highly recommend it even if you think you don't like Tom Brady give it a okay. shot okay um I also watched I st- the new Louis C K special how was that it was really good I like that as well I recommend that it started about um the first like five minutes I was like I don't know but then it got really good I thought and I really liked it. Although I I will say that every comedian at some point or a lot of them keep trying to tr- uh, kind of tackle like almost like transgender humor, and it's right. like just not it never quite plays. I thought Louis did a better job with it than most. Okay, but but like anytime somebody starts to be like the LGBTQ A B C D E I'm just like oh fuck I yeah, hate it yeah, I just yeah. just like it's just like that for some reason and I'm not I, and I watch a lot of stand up but I, I thought it was a really good special overall and you can only get it on Louis CK's website it's called Sorry alright I watched I watched Narcos Mexico 
Okay, another offshoot. New season. New, no, no, new season. Well, they did Narcos, and that was Colombia, and then they did Narcos Mexico, and this is like the third season. Is it like CSI's, where they're just in different locales doing the same thing, basically? There's a lot of the same characters. Why isn't it just Narcos Ozark, then? Why didn't they... <laughs> well, like like, like the, the one guy from, um, uh, from the one cartel keeps popping up everywhere. Oh, okay. That made a lot of the one guy from the one cartel. That makes a lot of sense. I right? get it. I get what you're I, getting at. Um, I told you to watch Flint Town. Did you watch that? I did not. Yeah, you should watch Flint Town. I I watched uh, Dope Sick. I finished Dope Sick. Uh huh. Dope Sick's great. All right. It's, it's really good. These I'm on Succession good. now. I said that. Oh, dude, I've been watching Explained. What is Explained about? Explained is there's like three episodes with I don't know twelve episodes in each you know season or something. Okay, but they're all like about different things. So like the one I'm on right now is plastic surgery, and I just finished uh, time and country. The country music one explained country music is really good. It's just all about country music. Yeah, it's like a half hour short documentary that that like talks about the history of country music How and like cute. where it is today. But it's it's done around it's it's sort of centered because it's you know it's contemporary. It's centered around Little Nas X. How is a documentary about country music centered around Lil Nas X? As in, it, it sort of asked the question, you know, like, it, country music's changing. Is Lil Nas X country music? Let's see where it started. This seems like bullshit, and it seems like a show made for children. You can't cover the history of country music in 30 minutes. And they actually did a, I, I think they did a really great job. And especially you can't cover it around Lil Nas X. I, you just go watch it. It's... Uh, Season three episode, I don't know, it's in season three. Where is this show on? It's on Netflix. Netflix, explained, a show about Lil Nas X, okay. But dude, there's so many episodes, and it's like, the, like they're little half-hour documentaries about subjects, and it's some of them, like, I've, I, I, there's one about oil, mm-hmm. and, and it felt like a little heavy-handed on the, on the uh, carbon replacements. Okay. Or carbon offsets. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like we it's sort of just using like using oil. Is that what the argument is? Yeah, but it's like in, in carbon offsets are going to save us, and I'm like, wow, you really just sort of brush past that. But um, but yeah, dude. Otherwise, like for the most part, it, it's just a really just just nice pieces of 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 like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. And that brings to an end uh, our shows you should watch on uh, television. Uh, before we get out of here, we got about five minutes left. Uh, Ryan, is there anything else you wanted to you wanted to talk about the Let's Go Brandon Dad? I uh, yeah, I just I didn't know if you saw this guy over. I did. Um, so what was explain if people didn't see it? Explain what was going on. So uh, the Joe Biden was apparently doing um, fielding. You know how you can call NORAD and NORAD will tell you where Santa is on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So uh, Joe and Jill went up the hill to NORAD huh. and were fielding these calls as a surprise. And so one little kid called and was like, Santa? And like, no, it's Joe Biden. And in the, the background, dad screamed, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. And uh, so this is, who is this? This is NPR. Uh, an Oregon man who repeated an offensive catchphrase while on a Christmas Eve it's call. It's not an President offensive Biden. catchphrase, though. I take issue with that. I know what it means, but it's not offensive in in its, you know what I'm saying? Like, it means fuck Joe Biden, though? right? But yeah. saying, let's go, Brandon, not an offensive phrase. It is, though. Eh. You don't think so? I mean, I get how it's... I mean, maybe to Joe Biden it's offensive, but it's not like he literally said fuck Joe Biden. That would sound offensive. Like, you have to know so much fucking backstory for let's go, Brandon, to make sense. <sighs> But you don't, though. I don't think you do anymore. All right, maybe not. I don't know. I, I was trying to think of like, but if I said, if I said, go fuck yourself in Spanish, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, but he's not saying go fuck yourself in any language. Okay, if I said, if I said, fuck Joe Biden in Spanish, that would be, I guess, offensive. Yes, but he's not. He's saying that without saying it. I mean, it's it's more like dog whistle offensive. I my my more point. Yes, I agree with you. I, it's 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 on the listen. It's not the most offensive thing you can say, 
but it's but 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 like the one tweet that I saw it is is basically where I wanted to go is the guy saying I have nothing against Mr. Biden. I'm frustrated because I think he can be doing a better job. I mean, no disrespect to him. But but telling someone to go fuck themselves on Christmas Eve and then saying you're a Christian just doesn't line up. No, no, he definitely my take is that he definitely wanted to do this. Because, you know, he didn't doesn't like the president, which is fine, is well within his rights, but he did it. And then people found out who he was, and he probably was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to get fired for all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like did he, what ha- what's the guy's name again? Uh, Jared Schmeck. <laughs> yep, Jared Schmeck from Oregon. Wow, he's just so many places in the news. <laughs> And of course, I don't know. Just I just more wanted to point this out. This is another true example of some guy claiming like cancel culture. And I'm like, no, stop being an asshole to me while I'm being an asshole to others. I guess so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at him. Uh, yeah, dude, dude, fuck this guy. He's he's doing interviews with a Make America Great Again hat on with Steve Bannon. Like, get right. fucked and being like, oh, I don't I don't mean it. Yeah, yeah, you yes, do. Yes, you do. You just own it. That's the thing that's annoying. Be like, yeah, I don't fucking like that guy. I had the, you had the opportunity to do it. I'll be straight up. If I saw Donald Trump, I'd be like, you're a fucking monster. Hand to God. <laughs> and I would just be like, well, won't cure it. Probably going to get fired. But now, it, I'll if, be in the now, news. It'll be very interesting. If Donald Trump, uh, yeah, you probably, it, but but say you were in that situation. Say this was, let's let's just mess around with time a little bit, right? Let's let's say that uh, Simone is older and Donald Trump, while Donald Trump was president, and mm-hmm. she calls NORAD and Trump and Melania pick up the phone. Yeah. Do you do you let her like get her Christmas wish off to the president, or do you jump in and say you're a monster? I probably let her get the wish off. Although, if you recall, Donald Trump couldn't even do that shit right. Yeah, you're right. He could. Do you remember when he was like, uh, what's the deal with you? You guys don't, you don't still believe in Santa Claus. Eight. That normally fades around eight, right? Remember when he was literally doing this? <laughs> I don't remember that. But no, yes, it's, argu- like, it's arguably one of Ugh. the funnier moments of the Trump presidency. Oh, my God. When he just told a kid, like, you know, I... you're not still believing in Santa, are you? <laughs> I totally forgot that. Hilarious. I 100% forgot That's something that. he did that's like actually funny, you know? Anyway. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, it's about time for us to uh, get out of here. We'll be back. Three, our normal amount of shows, three shows next week, Tuesday through Wednesday, Tuesday through Thursday, wherever you get podcast, wherever you get podcast. I, Jesus, I can't even get through this. Ryan, any thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, Happy New Year. Don't get COVID. Wear a mask. Uh, get vaccinated. Uh, this sucks. It was a very liberal way to end the show, but I approve. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.